tired. So tired. Overtired. You're listening to Overtired. I'm Christina Warren. He's Brett Terpstra. And Brett, what? We've got a, like another special guest? I, it's, a, it's a repeat guest. I, I, I liked him so much the first time around. I thought I'd bring him back. We have uh, Victor Agrena Jr. with us today. Hi, Victor. Woo-hoo! Good to hear y'all. Yeah. Um, so I had Victor and Aaron on, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? Yeah, Thanksgiving. Ago? Yeah. So since then, I pulled my my whole like job title shenanigans, and uh, I don't know if Victor listened to the last episode yet or not. I did, but I yeah. uh, I had a good conversation with Aaron about uh, my <laughs> how guilty I feel and how I don't want to screw anyone over. Uh, good conversation there. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about it after we do like mental health corner and whatnot. But how are you, Christina? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm officially in vacation mode, which is nice. Although, ironically, I'm recording this from my office at Microsoft because I had to come in today to record a video like my last of the year. But it was like a completely half-assed video. I mean, it was good, but like I like was writing the script like in the Uber on the way to the office. Like it was one of those sorts of things because. I'm off. Like, I'm not getting paid for today. Well, I mean, I guess I am technically, but like, <laughs> your salary. you know, well, well, no, but you know what I mean? It's a vacation day. So it it is different. Um, Like you, you guys have the unlimited vacation scam, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So I don't have the unlimited vacation scam. I have like the actually you get paid for certain days and, and then they, you know, like will catalog other days as vacation and you get paid for those um sort of thing uh which is not a scam uh and especially if you live in the state of california uh which i do not but um anyway i'm technically not working today but i am working today so i'm i'm like but i'm off for the rest of the year so i'm just like very excited they uh they told us at oracle that uh nobody should work between christmas and new year's uh that the offices were closed and no one was going to be here so it was like mandatory vacation but then they were like um, hey, so if you want to take off, you know, a week before or after, you just put it on the calendar and kind of like gently nudged us to take some time off because we've met we've met our stretch goals for the year. We're we're six months into the fiscal year and our team has already met our stretch goals for content. So they're basically telling us to just chill out for a little bit. So I took nice. next, I took next week off and the week off. Uh, between Christmas and New Year's, so I'm oh excited. yeah, that's that's very very good. I like that they did that. I like that they're forcing you to do that. Um, I do not get forced to do that because uh, instead what happens and and I guess it, it's they're forcing back. I mean, we're encouraged. Make no mistake, like we're and no one's going to be working. It's like we're very much encouraged to take time off. But like for me, more of the forcing function is that only um you can only carry over days into the fall and into the next year, like like up to up to one year's worth so i have like i had like close to two years of state of vacation but only one year would go forward so i'm carrying three weeks over into next year because i didn't take it from this year but from the 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 period in time from the year before would have gone away so i had like 82 out no actually more than that i had uh 90s 98 hours that i had to take so Otherwise, See, I would lose them. Like Victor and I, we don't have to. We don't have to do those mathematical calculations. We just, which is we just which take is time nice. off whenever the fuck we want to. And I have taken my time off. I do not consider Proud this a scam. They are very supportive of like. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, he's no. Off today. I'm not saying Oracle's yeah. a scam. I'm saying the concept of not paying people for vacation is a scam, and I, it I is. I understand. We've been through this. 
I'm just saying, because if you leave the company, you don't get paid for those days. Yeah. That well, would be remaining. I we also like our team, due to an ambiguity in our job tickets, um, we are we all have to submit uh hours, like timesheets. And yeah. we can like we submit the exact same time every week. Uh like we're paid as if we're salary. It doesn't we don't get approved for overtime, but we still have to submit the time cards, but we can get them uh approved in advance. So I figure if I always stay a couple months ahead on my time cards, if they fire me, I'll still be approved to be paid for the next couple months. Huh. I have no idea if that will work or not. Uh, probably not. It's a nice <laughs> thought. Victor, you got some time off, right? Uh, yeah, actually, and, and I looked at the team calendar and I was like, you know what? Practically everyone's off next week so i'm just going to take the whole week off too why yeah, not like what's the yeah. point no, i mean no one would be there for you to even crack jokes to it, <laughs> uh yeah which is part of my job function by the way chris you're the joke you're the joke guy <laughs> the, yeah team comedian our whole team is supposed to be funny we've talked about that we're working on it uh victor's definitely going to help with that um i gotta hook you up with aaron christina to talk about uh, doing videos for DevRel because she's just getting started on it and uh, she could use your expertise, I think. I'd be very happy to help. We all could use your expertise. <laughs> we, we, have, we have these strong intentions of, of creating great video content and we all have some background in video and, and YouTube and, and editing and all of that, but... Doing it in this context is, it's new ground for all of us, I think. Yeah. And, and, and video is hard. Like people think that it's easy and it's God, not. It's so hard. Uh, you know, it's one of those things, the reason it's, it's like anything else, it, it, it's easy because people are, who are good at it, make it look easy, but it, it's, it's difficult and, and you've got to get the right tone, which you guys will, but I'll be happy to help out, especially since you're doing things remotely. Like I'm lucky I'm not having to do everything remotely anymore. I have a studio, but it it's it's a whole other thing but yeah i'll be happy to give a, a an obs and and other sorts of insights and and um yeah, well, tips and, and technique and like yep just like i would love to hear about your workflow like how when you sit down to make a video from like script to cut i'd like to hear like how it goes we'll we'll we'll, we'll have a we'll have an offline conference about that awesome so how's your mental health christina it's okay. Um, I haven't been sleeping well this week, but again, I think it's part of really a, a tribute to the whole like half on vacation, half not. Because like I worked for okay, so at the end of last week, I took had to take Thursday and Friday off, and so I wouldn't lose days. And then I had to work Monday and Tuesday, and then I've been off yesterday and today and tomorrow. So my sleep schedule is totally fucked. But uh, other than that, it's pretty good. I, I I fly out on Sunday. I will be in Atlanta for ten days. Um, and, uh, I think, I feel like my mental health is pretty good. How, how, how's yours? Well, so let's hear from Victor first. Cause I, I, mine might take a minute. Victor, okay. how's your mental health? Yeah, mine's pretty straightforward. I've been feeling pretty good. You know, I've, uh, taken care of myself, had a, a my best friend's, uh, dog died over the weekend. Oh, oh no, shit. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And so I've just kind of, you know, you know, sometimes that, I don't know if it distracts us or what it is, but we just have to kind of step up and put our own shit aside mm -hmm. uh, and help them deal with their stuff. So <clears throat> that's been, you know, 
Uh, that's been mostly what I've been dealing with that. And I, I refinanced my house, so I have a whole bunch of money to play with. And so that feels good, just like from the security standpoint, right. <laughs> paying crap off and that yeah. kind of thing. It is the holidays. So, you know, I'm like, okay. And even though that we're doing a simple holiday and, and I'm super lucky to get to see my kids on Christmas Eve. So that's great. Yeah, yeah I'm good. Kids now? What's that? How old are your kids now? Oh, man. Uh, my oldest is going to turn 20 next month. And oh, my God. youngest, yeah, just became an, an adult at 18. And he just got his own, like, fully-fledged bank account so he can get a Robinhood account so he can start, like, messing about with stocks, which he's been dying to do. So <laughs> it's going to be great. Nice, nice. He's, he's going to go game stonk on everyone. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's excellent. That's excellent. And actually, this was not planned, but that is a good segue to our, our first sponsor. Right, Brett? It It would be... Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I was going to say, let, let's do that. And then we'll come back to your mental health stuff. Do we want to do that? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. All right. All right. So this episode is brought to you by Coinbase. All right. If you are like Victor's uh, son and you've been looking to up your financial portfolio, it's always good to diversify. Uh, so why not think about cryptocurrency? Backed by the world's leading investors, Coinbase keeps your portfolio safe and secure while adding crypto into your mix. And Coinbase offers a trusted and easy to use platform to buy, sell and spend cryptocurrency. And they support the most popular digital currencies on the market and they make them accessible to everyone. They also offer portfolio management and protection, learning resources, and a mobile app so you can trade securely and monitor your crypto all in one place. Millions of people in over 100 countries trust Coinbase with their digital assets. Whether you're looking to diversify, you're just getting started, like Victor's son might be, or you are searching for a better way to access crypto markets, start today with Coinbase. For a limited time, new users get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com slash overtired. The offer is for a limited time only, so be sure to sign up today. That's coinbase.com slash overtired. Perfect. So, Victor, have you ever read the book Tear Soup? Uh, I have not. Uh, when my my pit bull Emma uh, died, Mike Rose sent me a copy of a book called Tear Soup, and it was so meaningful to me. And like, it's what I send now when people people's pets die. Like it's, it's, it's about grief and it's yeah. about like humans dying, but it's super applicable to people who have lost pets that they were close to. Um, and it is just like, you can like click the care button on a Facebook post and like feel like you're expressing your, but sending that book, it, it will mean a lot to whoever gets it. I highly recommend it. Let me add yeah, tear soup. Yeah, to our show please add it. Actually, thank you for that. My uh, my aunt and uncle, their um, their dog who was only two and a half just died suddenly. Like, it, it was shocking because of his age is um, a, a, a um, yellow lab, and uh, I'm I'm gonna have my mom send that to to them. So thank you for that. Yeah, it is. It's so good. Um, let's see. So uh, yeah, I was gonna talk about that and then i was gonna say i have for like three weeks i've been stable and it has been great i feel like i i might be spending too much time with my girlfriend um i think she might need a break for me because when i'm 
when I'm stable, I just want to hang out. Like I'm a little puppy and I just want to be like, Hey, what are you up to? What are you doing? What are you doing? Hey, let's, let's hang out. Let's, you want to watch a show? Let's do this. And I think she needs a little space. So it's probably, she's, 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 she's like, all right, bro, love you. Um, can, can, can we, can I maybe like have some time? Yeah. And, and she's pretty good about asking for that when, when she really needs it. Like when it's at like crisis level, she's very good at like, I just need <laughs> not you right now. Um, but when she's, when she's in a good place and I'm in a good place, I feel like I might, I might overextend her and she's too nice to say anything about it. But I also, I, I've been waking up earlier every day so far this week and I have the feeling I might be going slightly manic, which will make me spend more time in my office so she'll get a break and hopefully with my med changes i won't go like full-on manic and like lose sleep and everything so maybe things are good that, that would be amazing yeah um i hope so so in reference to uh our work shenanigans i made this realization when i was like going through like how how will my actions affect my coworkers and talking with Aaron and I realized like if I'm in a position to advocate for my coworkers if I'm in a place to say this is what they're really good at and this is what they deserve recognition for coming from me coming from a white male uh that just sounds like good management like no matter what I said or how I tried to like push credit to other people, that's just seen as like good qualities for a manager. And fortunately, our our the the triumvirate that has focused down to one manager, she's a woman. And I feel like my white male privilege gets checked a little bit by that. But I've just realized I could accidentally advance in my career just by virtue of being a white male you, you you just realized that well no i mean academically i understood this but it never was so obvious in practice to me that no matter what i tried to do it just made me look like i was ready for advancement i think that's probably true for victor too i just have like three months of seniority on me <laughs> Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, for myself. I'm just speaking for myself. Yeah. Man, that must be so nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, I honestly can't relate to that sort of thing. I mean, I've been given promotions and stuff without asking before, but I've never just by like virtue of just existing been able to like accidentally. And and obviously you, you both work, especially like you both work your butts off. So I'm not like trying to like claim otherwise. But um, yeah. Yeah. No offense taken. It's yeah, just true. It is. And, and I want to like, I want to figure out, especially because like Aaron is a, a woman in the tech world and I want to make sure that whatever's good for me is good for my team and good for Aaron. And like, I don't necessarily know how to do that. So I would say offering people opportunities is one of the big ones because I think one of the biggest kind of unchecked areas of being like a, 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 a dude in tech, um, a white men specifically, but not exclusively, um, is that a lot of times people will offer you opportunities and will give you, uh, you know, uh, just 
you know, uh, allow you to, to kind of take projects and run with things or or let you do things without you even feeling like you have to ask or try. It's just kind of like, hey, Brett, want to take this on? And or, 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 or do you want to give this presentation or do you want to do this? And um, it, those are the things that can lead to advance to advancement and that lead to people seeing you as having, you know, like expertise and, and other stuff. So offering that to um, uh, the other people on your team, um, especially like like women and, and, and people of color uh, would be, in my opinion, like a, a good thing of, of, of doing. Yeah, well, there's this this question of greed where like I I want to advance. Um, yeah, like at what point do I turn something away in favor of someone else like when like I have I have to figure out where I need to stop being selfish. And I guess like if I saw that someone else was more qualified than me, I would have no problem saying actually. No, totally. Well, but I also think here. And and sometimes it's even in a case where it's not even like if you, I think that's an easy one. It, it's easy when somebody is clearly more qualified. Where it's hard is if somebody isn't necessarily more qualified. Maybe they're the same, but you're like, I, I want to do this. And I think at that point, then what it becomes. It, and, and this is true for a lot of people, like I, I have to kind of remind myself of this too, is that like, okay, how many opportunities have I had and how many opportunities has this person had? And who is this going to make a more meaningful like difference to? Yeah, that makes sense. Huh. I've had, I've had to make that decision before and it's, uh, it's not easy sometimes. <laughs> right. And, 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 and when I say like, like, who is it going to like a meaningful thing? I don't mean the bullshit like i was once passed over for a promotion because they were like oh well dave has a family right and 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 like and like that's fucked up right like mm -hmm. like i don't give a shit if dave has a family um right. if i'm more qualified for the job then then i should i should get the job but i do mean like okay if all things being equal i'm getting this opportunity to do something but I have a lot of other things that have come my way too, and maybe somebody on my team. I think, especially if you're a manager, it's a little bit, it's slightly different when you're you're an IC. But I think even then, if you're wanting to truly like kind of like trying to to better things for everyone, you kind of look and go, "Hey, this person hasn't had any opportunities, and and this this might be a good chance for them to do it." Right? It, you know, it it it's it is that weird thing, like you say, of trying to decide how selfish do I want to be. But if you've had a lot of opportunities around stuff and if it's not something that like you feel like in your bones like i was made to do this and this is a really important thing to me which a lot of things are not then it it it's not bad to be like hey maybe you should give it to so and so or or offer them that opportunity the weird thing is that sometimes that isn't always accepted and if it isn't like if somebody says no we'd rather have you do it okay fair enough you tried right you can only go so far when when i have a more specific uh, when, when this comes up again for me, um, I, you will be among the people that I, I talk to for guidance, uh, your input as someone in who, whose career has followed a similar trajectory. Yeah. I'll let you know. Okay. Right I think, now, I think, everything's I think you'll settled. handle it well though. No, I, and I, th and I think you'll do it well. I mean, also I will say this, like, don't let guilt, like, don't, don't beat yourself up with guilt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I have which a hard time with that. I do too, but it's also <laughs> like there's a certain point where a lot of times I think, especially um, in the last year, so a lot of people want to say the right things and are performative about like the ways they want to improve things, and that's great that we all want to improve things. Like, I'm all about that. 
But at a certain point, there is a certain thing where it's like people are still ultimately going to do the things that are right for them. And I don't feel like it's an appropriate expectation for somebody to say, okay, um, I should I should accept less or or, you know, like like if somebody said, okay, well, you get paid so much more than so many other people, you need to take a pay cut or give your salary to someone else. No. I can advocate and try to get more balance, but I'm not going to like give up. I'm not going to swap salaries with someone just because of like systemic injustice. Like that, that that's just not the world that we live in. Uh, people who will do that, uh, more power to you. I would like to meet that person. Genuinely. I see. I think I might do that. Like if I felt again, like if someone was equally qualified for a promotion, just as an example, uh, and and I saw that. I had a far better chance than they did simply by virtue of my race, ethnicity, gender. I I feel like maybe it would just be to assuage my own guilt. I don't know, but well, look, you you you're not putting yourself up for the promotion is one thing, but if you're offered it, are you saying that you would you would turn down the promotion? You would say, no, I want you to give it to this person. I think I think I have it in me okay. to do that. Yes. Well, I mean that's cool. What I but I wasn't even talking about that. I was saying like somebody saying, okay, you make this much money, this person makes this much money. Switch. Yeah, that would like be. that 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 I'm not I'm not down with right. Um, but if you are saying you would, you would, you know, if, if offered something, but I would also say a lot of cases, these aren't zero sum games. You know what I mean? Like if you were to turn down that promotion, that is in no way a guarantee that someone else will get it in their place. Like that's not how that works. So you have to take those things into consideration too, right? Like it's really noble for people to think that, but like, that's, that's not actually how that works most of the time, unfortunately. I feel like in a case where they wanted you to switch salaries with somebody, which I don't think is a real thing, but no, it's not. If it were, I feel like in the corporate world, you can just make, uh, you just add the budget and make the other person make the same as. No, that's what I'm saying. That that, that this is my point, right? Yeah. Is is that we 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 live in these sorts of systems, but the same thing goes with promos, right? Like. You know, if, if if they are offering you a promo and if, if someone else doesn't get it, like if, if it's, you know, there there's not necessarily like it a lot of a lot of the the, the leveling stuff is, is arbitrary. Um, and, and if you were to say, no, I don't want to take this, that's not a guarantee that they will actually give it to the person that, that you think is more, yeah. you know, um, worthy. Yeah. What a fun game. Hey, Victor. What are you watching on TV right now? Oh my gosh, what am I watching? Well, there's uh, Hawkeye. I guess would be the only new thing. Oh, has that out. started? It, yeah, it's almost done. It's so freaking good. I, I haven't caught up on the most recent episode, but it's really good. Um, and cool. I don't even like Jeremy Renner. And and right, same. <laughs> like I kind of can't stand Jeremy Renner, and yet I like him. I like Hawkeye. Um, Haley Steinfeld is in it. She's Amazing. Yes. Yeah, she's, she's incredible. really good. She like um, originally, I think apparently like Apple had her. She got out of the contract. Clearly, she CAA like had her back, but or whoever her agent is, I'm, I'm assuming she's rep by CAA. But I. Um, uh, TV Plus, they're like, oh, well, you can't do anything for any other streamer. And, uh, and, you know, she got the Hawkeye offer and clearly they, they like went, you know, like the agents went and hammered away, like at that clause. And they were like, mm, no, that's, 
kind of a ridiculous thing. We were talking, you're not talking like seven year contracts with TV shows where you're, you know, booked for six months at a time. You know, you're talking about like six episodes of something like that's a little ridiculous to be like, oh, you're on an Apple TV Plus show. You can't ever do a show for Netflix or Amazon or Disney or whoever. Um, but uh, no, she's really, really good in it. And uh, and he's good in it. Like, it's it's good. That's, I, yeah, I got to get my shit together and, and start watching that, I guess. I think you'll appreciate us. Sorry, Victor, go on. Uh, well, yeah, I have, I have seen the latest episode. And that's the thing is that, like, you see him get progressively wearier, like more tired because he's I mean, it's it's a classic. I'm, I'm not spoiling anything by saying he's trying to get home in time for Christmas. So it's mm-hmm. it's like planes, trains and automobiles in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Uh, and and I think Fred, you'll appreciate just this sort of like general exhaustion um, and <laughs> and and then the sort of like forced mentoring that happens and whatnot. It's It's got a great dynamic. It's just it's so well done. Um, yeah, it's it's super fun. Cool. I uh I finished Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. And right, I, I tried. Right I before th- Oh man, I loved it. But right before the last episode I read that Netflix had already canceled it. <laughs> yep, they already canceled it. Which so so the first thing I did after finishing Cowboy Bebop was go back and, and watch the first episode of the anime version. Mm-hmm. And they nailed it. Like the live action version nails it everything about the anime version and i don't understand how fans of the anime version weren't able to convert to the live or maybe it wasn't those fans that were the problem i know see well that's that's part of the problem right is that anymore i've got a friend who read all the wheel of time books right and amazon prime has the wheel of time stuff going on right now and every like for week after week he was going through and just getting getting kind of nasty about how terrible he thought it was because it was so different or it started veering away from the source material and then he saw some podcast or something and it changed his mind he realized oh i can just enjoy it for what it is and i'm like that's pretty much where it falls now is like you can either enjoy the thing or you can grouse about all the you know nonsense and it's like just enjoy the damn thing you know or don't and shut up i mean especially in the case of in the case of Cowboy Bebop, like I, I went through all the uh, episode summary uh, synopses of the anime version, and it seems like it's a one to one match with what happens in the live action version. Like they basically just remade the one existing season of Cowboy Bebop from start to finish. And I actually like I would have loved to see season two, let them go like off book and just see where it went from there. But it's a moot point. Netflix has killed it. Yeah. And I have to say, I mean, this is one of those things where, like, I tried. I really couldn't get into it. And I agree with you, Victor. Like, it is hard when you are. And at this point, because there is no original IP anymore, everybody is just remaking and redoing stuff. It's ridiculous. Um, It's like, come on, come up with original ideas. There are a million people who have them. Um, You know, you can run into that thing where people just want to complain or not enjoy it. Uh, In this case, I do feel like, the the showrunner made some mistakes who who was like being very vocal about the fact that was oh we want it to be less we don't want it to be that dystopic and i'm like okay the the whole point is is dystopia but whatever I, but but i i i just personally couldn't get into it i'm glad you enjoyed it but i do this does bother me about like this this era of um streaming where all of the decisions are metrics driven um you know what i mean like 
Um, and, and not not that ratings didn't ever before determine whether a show was going to be renewed or canceled. It, it quite frankly, has always played a major role. But it seemed, but at least in like the more traditional age, there was also an element of like, you know, how loyal is your fan base? How affluent is the demographic? Uh, does this have a words potential? Does an executive just really like the show? And it, it feels like Netflix is almost entirely like they they look at how many views did it have in the first 24 hours and how many people have continued to tune in. And if you aren't a hit out of the park, you are screwed because they launch it all at once. And so you never have a chance for shows that start slow, but then become bona fide hits. Ironically, like The Office, which, uh, you know, until it left Netflix, was the most popular television show on Netflix uh, even though, you know, it had been, you know, it was owned by another company and was in reruns like that. That show did ridiculous numbers, which is why NBC got it for Peacock. Um, well, now you've got a very app store mentality, right? Right. It's, it's whatever takes off immediately. But that's and what I'm saying. But you miss yeah. out on things that could be massive bona fide hits. Like there, oh, yeah. there are countless shows that start slow and then become massive cultural phenomenons. And you even see the inverse where a show that didn't work on TV is huge on Netflix, then Netflix will pick it up again. But they won't use those same things for their own renewals. They're like, all right, a month after the show came out, the ratings aren't there. We're canceling it. Imagine The Mandalorian all being released at once. I don't think it would have had nearly the the audience that it built in Agreed. the end. You know? No way. Agreed. WandaVision, uh, the same thing, you know, which yep. which did very well. Like, WandaVision was one of my favorite shows of the year. And yep. um, and I like that Disney, I like that Apple, I like that, um, you know, Amazon does some things. I like that they're doing, like, the, the week-by-week thing. I, I feel like we all like to binge-watch, but you do miss out on that, like, ability to see if there's a grower in there, you know, like... Sometimes stuff takes more time than than four weeks uh, or three weeks or however long it was two weeks. I don't even. It felt like it was two weeks before they were like, "Yep, we're we're not renewing Cowboy Bebop." It's like really. So I I'm also watching Dexter right now, and it's on that mm -hmm. week by week schedule. Yeah, uh, the New Blood, and yes. I am it, like I'm at a point in that season where I am ready to binge. Like the episode mm -hmm. ends, and I immediately. Like at first I was okay waiting a week because it was, it was, you know, building up, but now I, man, I want it all at once. No. And I, I hear you. And there are plenty of people who will wait until something ends all the way to go through it. But I don't know. I've kind of enjoyed the process in the last year as more of the shows that I watch have moved away from Netflix and are, are on that week by week thing where I've kind of been like, no, I know that I have a weekly thing to look forward to, you know, like it's hard, but it's nice. Like, you know, you get to be excited about Sundays again. Um, the uh, the new Sex in the City um, and just like that, you know, they released two episodes at once. But but like I think that the next episode comes out like tonight, and like I'm going to be very excited to to be watching that, and and I, I'm excited to have those moments again. Like Ted Lasso, I was going to say, thing. yeah, like waiting yeah. every week for Ted Lasso was delicious. Like I loved Ted Lasso night. That was that was it was that was awesome, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's not the same. Like I can't, I could, I could go back and binge like Ted Lasso from the beginning and I won't say I haven't, but it's not the same as that like waiting week to week. That's right. actually kind of fun in some cases. It really is. It really is. And in some cases you're like, I don't love this show. So, you know, so much that I, I, I look forward to it. So I would rather watch it all at once. But in some cases, you know, it kind of goes, can go either way, which is the nice thing, which is like, you're like, okay, I know how many episodes this is. I can just wait until it's all up and watch it. But, um, Actually, it's funny. I watched my parents, uh, even though they've had Apple TV because they 
they use their cable box for their primary thing, even though they have an LG, a very expensive LG TV that has the stuff built into it. And they have an Amazon Fire Stick. They have all this stuff, but they don't know how to use it. So <laughs> they um, hadn't watched Ted Lasso or anything else. And so uh, at Thanksgiving, we watched it. And it was so funny because I think the first night, I think we watched five or six episodes of the first season. <laughs> and, 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 and my dad, because I could tell he was kind of like hesitant. I was like, no, you're really going to like this. And, and I could tell he was kind of hesitant. And then at the end of the first episode, he was like, all right, let's do another one. And then after each one, they were like, let's do another one. Let's do another one. And, and uh, you know, it, it was it was really great. Uh, I was hesitant as well, by the way, with Ted Lasso, because like I'm not a big sports guy and I don't, yeah. you know, I don't get the jokes or whatever. But like that. Yeah. Anyway, we it, no, no, but it's such a great show. No, it is. I, yeah. I had to show. hear I had to hear a lot of the buzz around it before I ever gave it a chance. Same. Yeah. I have to say one thing before we take our sponsor break. I, I kept telling you I was going to start watching Weeds again. Yes. And I did. And I'm up to like season six now, I think. I've just been, it's been like mm -hmm. my background show. But one thing I have realized that I've never realized before is exactly how bad a drug dealer Nancy is <laughs> in that show. She really is the worst. The worst. Watched. Like the She's only really reason she survives from season to season is is her good looks and her mm -hmm. sex appeal. Oh yeah. As oh, a yeah. drug dealer, she is shit. Yeah, like it is kind of one of those amazing things. You're like, how how did how did you not wind up? You know, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, why are you not on Orange Is the New Black? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. she should have been dead or in jail so many times. And she keeps letting other people screw her over. Like she lets friends screw her over every episode and she never learns. She never learns. And she's also a horrible mom, like the worst mom. I mean, oh yeah. Yeah. But it's such a great show. And now I'm thinking about Justin Kirk, who I just, I love Justin Kirk, uh, her brother, the guy who plays. Oh brother. yeah. Andy. Andy. Yeah. He's, he's the best. Yeah. He's in, uh, uh, we're watching modern family now too. And he shows up as, uh, Mitchell's boss. He um he's in an episode of Succession this season, which uh I, I don't know. Did either of you watch Succession? No. No. Okay. It's it's my favorite show. <laughs> I um, keep it, hearing it, about it. I feel like I'm yeah. gonna have to give it another shot. I watched two episodes and I hated it. No, no, you so give it a try. I mean, it, it's a dark comedy and it's it's or sort of a, a satire. So it's like it's like a, a mellow a, a, a melodramedy, I think is is what we decided. Because um, there are definitely some kind of dramatic aspects, but a lot of it is just kind of satire, and and it's very you know dark, you know, kind of you know, in a lot of ways, kind of making fun of the, these rich media people. But in other ways, it's it's a good. I I love it. But but um, he was in an episode. He was playing like a a, a real like piece of shit like mega type of uh, candidate in, in an episode this season, and uh, it was it was great seeing him. Uh, Stephen Root um, uh, was was in the same episode, and I was like, I just want to have a spinoff of just the two of them because two of my favorite actors. <laughs> that sounds awesome. You know what else is awesome? What? A box of awesome. Ooh. That was a segue. Did you catch it? I did. I did. This winter, upgrade your daily routine with Bespoke Post and their new seasonal lineup of must-have box of awesome collections. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. My very first box of awesome came with gear that I've used every day since, including a great lock blade knife that has become everyday carry for me. Uh, no matter what you're into, box of awesome has you covered. 
From winter cocktails to cozy threads and camping gear essentials, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. I'm looking forward to seeing what's in the music and the kitchen collections myself. Uh, To get started and find the right box for you, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories, so it's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime at no cost. Each box costs 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code OVERTIRED at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code OVERTIRED, for 20% off your first box. Check it out. If you if you like stuff, if you like things, get some stuff and things. Go to bespoke post boxofawesome.com. Um, um, so let's see. Uh uh I Victor added some home automation notes to our show notes, and I'm super curious because that is a long, long standing love of mine is home automation and I will say that it constantly sucks and I keep coming back to it. I, I remember that that's uh, that's one of your, you know, one of your things. Because we, we had an early discussion years ago, years and years ago now, uh, about X10 modules. Yeah. <laughs> and you had just created the most insane X10 setup I think I'd ever heard of. Um, and so since then, of course, we've had Raspberry Pi after Raspberry Pi come out. And I'm a big fan of Homebridge. Um, and which is, you know, simplified a lot of things. But then I saw, just as I put that on uh, the document, I saw yesterday Gizmodo had a story about an iOS developer just created the effortless smart home we all really want. And basically, they're they're going around and, like, aiming their iPhone at different stuff, and it's showing, oh, yeah, you can turn this on, you can turn this off or whatever. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like augmented reality. Um, I don't know. It is... It's the kind of effortless smart stuff that you want, but you know we're not going to have for another, I don't know, 10 years, let's say. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, if ever, because people right. get so like addicted. Like we could do it now. It's just like everybody wants their own standard and wants well, their there, own like thing. Yeah. There is a thing called, I think it's called Matter uh, that, that people are trying to get a, a, a standard together on. But again, I mean, yeah, it's it, there's data is the new oil or whatever, right? And so... Google wants to have your your stuff go into its thing. Microsoft wants their thing. You know, everybody wants their thing, right? I get that. And so it's the question of whether that standard is going to allow people to to keep doing business the way they do business, um, but make interoperability possible. And I don't know. I haven't looked at the spec, but God, that's the dream. Uh, it really is. It's so funny because you mentioned the Gizmodo post, and before you even told me who it was, I knew that it was uh, Lazuski who wrote it. Yeah. So, because I, I just went, and I found the post. And I was like, "Yep, this is Liz-. like I literally went because their website sucks now. Like the in terms of being able to browse like everything right, that's yeah. come out, like they fucking geo media, they suck." Um, and so I, I couldn't find like the post like on like the main like like website. And so I just like I literally like went to his byline because I knew that it was his, and I was like, "Yep, there it is." Yeah, and and this is not for like regular. I mean, it's it's using the U1, the ultra wideband U1 chip, uh, mm-hmm. and, and spinning like the iPhone 11 and up, I believe. And so, yep. I mean, I'd love to try it, but there's a lot of other setup that has to happen. But again, 
I mean, with something like Homebridge, which again, I'm, I'm not like it's an open source project and all that. Uh, I've been able to bridge a bunch of really crappy uh, Wish.com lights that I got. Uh, and I don't give a crap. Who knows when I'm turning lights on and off? I don't give it, you know, it's like, whatever. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, and so, but it's been great because Siri doesn't support any of that crap. Um, and you know, you, you set it up, you, you got a few things so every now and again, you make sure everything's updated and that's it. It just runs reliably on a raspberry Pi. That's really cool. You're running Homebridge on a raspberry. Mm -hmm. Nice. I'm running Homebridge on a 2012 Mac Mini, and it's constant. I'm, the The node process is constantly failing, and I have to like manually go in and reboot it. And I need to figure out how to make it more dependable. Yeah, this is just a little Pi three, actually. That's uh, yeah, easy peasy. Nice. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what Homebridge is, uh, it's it's a platform that bring, makes HomeKit accessible to. Let's see. How would you explain it? Like other third party, like stuff that isn't normally Siri compatible, like HomeKit compatible, I should say. And, yeah. and it'll, what's great is that it populates on the Home app. Uh, so you can actually see things that you wouldn't have normally been able to see before. You won't have necessarily always full control. And it is a little bit like a plug in, you know, marketplace or whatever, where you've got a lot of different, there could be five different plugins or solutions for a, a off-brand Wi-Fi light, like the ones that I've got, right? Um, so you have to kind of see, and there's star ratings and all that kind of thing. Again, it's its own little ecosystem, but for the most part, it's pretty reliable. I've heard some things don't work better than others or whatever, so your, your mileage will vary considerably, but none of this should be this difficult to begin with, right? I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> it right. should all auto detect and talk and you just be like, hey, I'm going to bed. Turn off all the damn lights. And, things, you know, things are way better than they used to be uh, back when like when um, what's it? Big B. No, Zigbee. Z yeah. Yeah. Back when the when, when it used to be just X10, then it was X10 and Insteon. And there was one other big protocol. And then things kind of exploded. Mm -hmm. And nothing talked to anything else. And you had to, you had to buy into one system. And ever since HomeKit became a thing, like we've had all these different manufacturers that have had at least one uh, kind of protocol that they can agree on. And sure, you can get locked into like an Amazon ecosystem or an iOS ecosystem. And apps like HomeBridge can, can create, can bridge those systems. But you really only have like two or three major protocols now instead of nine or 10 and, and they can talk to each other. And I have Homebridge hooked into my Indigo controller, which controls all of my, most of my home automation stuff is not HomeKit compatible or right. Amazon or like Echo compatible for that matter. Uh, really? I can do it all through Indigo and Indigo has a Homebridge plugin so I can access all of my uh, like Insteon devices, for example, from both my Echo and from Siri. And it it's just so much better than it used to be. What is Which this? is awesome. I just wish that they would, you, you know, that it was like easier for 
normal people to get set up with these things. Like, and, and I think what the Homebridge project has done is is really phenomenal for that. But you know what I mean? Like, it's still, it's ridiculous that a lot of people still, they have to rely on, you know, opening stuff on the, on the box. And then you have, even if, if they are using one of three standards, like you have to run like 40,000 apps, yeah. you know, to do that stuff. And, and, and it's like, okay, you know, it, it, that's, yeah. It's just it's my, frustrating because we could solve this. My system is complex and fragile, like fragile to a fault. One thing goes wrong and all of a sudden I can't turn on my office lights and it's not it's not good. I like it. It's fun. It's a fun hobby, but it is not ready for the mainstream. No, totally. Which is why most people who have like the the really like high end systems and whatnot, like there's there's a whole dedicated market like of people who are not you know like uh, hobbyists who people who spend tens of thousands of dollars to do that and theirs works great but it costs tens of thousands of dollars and that is sad to me yeah i i finally got z-wave devices working with my my home automation system and z-wave is super easy to set up it seems to be more reliable than Insteon. I'm look. I, I'll probably be expanding my my home automation using Z-Wave. Uh, probably could, the devices are just cheaper than buying like HomeKit compatible stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it also I will say the home. I don't know. Is it called the home app or the home kit app? I don't know. I think it's I called think it's home. home. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Mail. <laughs> right. Um, Calendar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, but the, the home app, like I get how, uh, after trying to set some of these things up, I get how difficult that is. I, I'm not saying the home app is good. It could be a billion times better. Like a lot of Apple, like early software that's still evolving. Um, this is the larval stage still. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, it, again, none of that should be that difficult because if Siri were better at parsing language, Right. You would be able to say something like, please turn everything off. You know, I'm going to bed or whatever. And it could even ask you like, oh, would you like me to turn all the lights off? Because that would be a logical thing. I don't have to share my. This is what kills me. Apple's so strict about like we'd ever get anything. We don't know you. Your iPhone could be on Mars. Who cares? Right. Like, OK, great. Please. Like, this is not difficult to just say, hey, a lot of people go to bed. And when they do, they turn the lights off. Right. That's yeah. <laughs> right. Right. No, it, it's it's not that difficult. And it's also one of those things is like, OK, you, you want to talk about like the privacy and this and that, but also you want to make it like you don't even have any APIs where you can still protect stuff and do it locally on the device right. to control things. Right. Like you yeah. can at least have the APIs and, and have some sort of SDK where people didn't have to rely solely within your own ecosystem. And you could like maybe make it callable from something else. Yes. Like just just a thought. Right. Like so maybe much. maybe accept that people already have ecosystems full of stuff and don't want to use your thing. And it's weird because it's like they will make, you know, um, uh, they will make trade-offs when it seems to affect their their bottom dollar, right? Like they they will allow you to have Apple Music on your Echo and they will allow you to, you know, buy Amazon purchases from your Apple TV through your Amazon account, yep. um, you know, and, and, and whatnot. But like those other things like, oh, no, I can't control, you know, I can't tell it to turn the lights off because God forbid... The a, a different app that I use, you know, has access to to to, to the, that functionality. Yeah, yeah, but who knows? Now there could be some enterprising kid who's got some shortcut thing that they've made because oh, my, totally. my my son and his friends have created some really clever. Uh, they made one that was able to get YouTube to play in the background even if you didn't have a premium account. <laughs> oh, I love this. 
<laughs> oh man, yeah, they they've got some good ones. I'll have to ask about it. Can you get no, Siri to can you get Siri to play music on Spotify instead of Apple Music? No. No. You can on on your Echo. I know. Amazon will do it. Amazon will do it. Sonos will do it. Like everybody else will literally do it except for them. And 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 um and it's it's Apple has opted not to to do those things. And then they're like, oh well, Spotify doesn't want to adopt this and that. It's like, no, the you, the terms you make are so onerous that they're like, you know, it's it's a pain. Just like you can't use a HomePod to play Spotify. Which, sorry, but like it, it's bad enough that you can't have multi users on a HomeKit. Which that okay, sucks. or HomePod, like, HomePod, but so- like. I'm buy this $500 speaker and or $350 speaker. Sorry, and you're like, nope, can only use Apple Music. Yeah, it's killing me because like I'm 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 trying to get out of the Amazon ecosystem, um, and I have a bunch of Echoes around the house that I use pretty regularly, and uh, I would far rather be using Siri, uh, even if it's not as good in some areas. But if I'm going to spend that kind of money on if I'm going to put like HomePod minis around my house, mm-hmm. I want to be able to use Spotify. Like that's a big deal for me. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, and I would say, honestly, I'm a huge Sonos fan for that reason, because you can use it with everything. And they are, um, you know, like making, they are working on their own kind of voice assistant thing, but you can, you know, because it has, and it has um, AirPlay 2 support. So you can even control it through your, you know, HomePod and whatnot. But it has, you know, Siri support. It has. Um, yeah, you know, but Apple I need I need the Home Assistant function. Right. Like, I'm not just replacing the speakers. I actually need the Home Assistant. No, I understand that. Sonos and doesn't have an assistant, do they? No, but it can use it can use Siri or it can use oh, Echo or it can use Google. Saying. And they're actually working on their own as well. But yeah, no, it can use all those things. Huh. So you could talk to it the same way you could talk to any Amazon device, but you could also, um, and they're working on their own kind of voice assistant thing to use like, you know, agnostically, or you could use Siri or you could use um, uh, Google Play. Alexa can speak Pig Latin. Can Siri speak Pig Latin? I don't think so. I'm not going to try it right now, but um, oh, I have to turn this off because I literally just told Alexa to speak Pig Latin. I was going to say it's going to start playing like a, like it did last week. Yep, it's it's happening. I'm 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 covering for it. Um, yeah. Okay. So what uh what what is this note, Victor? About uh, can anyone cook? What, what's the uh what's that prompt for? I don't know. Well, there's there was nothing else. Can it anyone says, cook? Can anyone cook? The gang learns Ruby. Oh. Oh, well, no, that's related to our work adventures in, in learning. I mean, you don't need to learn a lot of Ruby, probably, because you already know a thing or two about a thing or two. But uh, for for uh, Aaron and I, it's going to be quite the adventure. It was going to be interesting because, OK, so we have this plan to like multiply our content, start actually doing the tutorials, creating blogs and podcasts and and screencasts out of them. And the first content that that we were looking at doing uh, Victor jumped on some new stuff coming from uh, Golang, uh, like mm-hmm. working in Go, which was going to put us all on pretty even footing because I've never written a line of Go. Um, and somehow that project turned into a Ruby project, apparently, which does put me at a significant advantage, but also puts me in a place where I can actually help my my coworkers get through some tutorials. We won't all be starting from scratch, but... I was kind of looking forward to learning Go, though. Uh, well, we can always go back to that. You know what I mean? I want to learn Rust. We should see if they want to yeah, do Rust I would, content. 
I was going to say, I want to learn Rust yeah. personally. Yeah. Um, I also need to get better at Node. I have a, a start with Node, but Node content is on our list of things that I think we need to flesh out for Oracle. So maybe we'll get to that too. Victor, what, what do, you, do you have any languages, any current languages that you are proficient in? Uh, any current languages? I'm amp- no, not really. Not I mean, like I was... Hypercard? What? <laughs> I was learning some Swift. Uh, Weston and I were putting together uh, an app for getting stuff done, actually. And so we were playing with Swift in that. And that so that was fun. But especially like, oh, God, this was a, over a year ago. Um, and it was just it was cool to see like the progress that had been made. But yeah, I wouldn't call myself proficient in Swift, basically. Um, I want to come back to getting stuff done in a second. But um yeah, like it, it, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this new era we're ushering in at Oracle DevRel of actually having the tech writers uh, do the tutorials. So we actually know what we're talking about because we get corrections from people like, hey, this this line in this tutorial doesn't work. And we all just scratch our heads and say, hey, can you tell us what will? Because right. we, we, we haven't actually done this. It's it's going to be it's going to be better. Um, what is kitten stuff done, Victor? Oh gosh. Uh, I'll have a deck on me. Uh, not that anyone could see it anyway, but it, it's a, it's a set of cards that helps you manage time. Um, so if you, if you get easily distracted, it kind of works on the Pomodoro principle of setting a timer, I think about 25 minutes. These are all 30 minute cards. Most of them, um, to do things like email, check social media, whatever. Um, especially if you, if you're trying to track your time which some people find very useful. Um, but yeah, it was, I, I got a V1 version out there um, and I still have some people that I need to ship them to. So that's, that's terrible. <laughs> I, I did not use the program as well as I should have, frankly, but we're getting there. We're getting back on track. You need SSL on your website. Yes, I know, right? Yeah, that's why you can't buy anything on there. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Informational purposes only. Informational <laughs> purposes only. Use caddy, get a, get a, get a, uh, the let's encrypt cert on it. But yes, who did the, yeah. uh, who did the artwork for these? Um, a bunch of different people, actually. That was what was fun was like get, going around and, and, uh, soliciting like people. I paid all the artists, but like some people were friends of mine. Some people were friends of friends. Um, and, uh, and then the logo was done by a former student of mine, uh, actually. So, oh, wow. Yeah, that That's was awesome. neat. Yeah, that was a- Okay. So our our last sponsor today is is a, a crowd favorite, Text Expander. Do you ever type the same thing over and over and over again? Whether it's customer support answers, sales emails, or document edits, typing things repetitively or using copy and paste can be a burden. That's where Text Expander comes in. With Text Expander, you and your team can keep your message consistent, save time, and be more productive and be accurate every time. It it turns your basic uh, a couple keystrokes, a shortcut into short, medium, long text, images, whatever you need to insert, and you can make them flexible with fill-ins. Uh, so you can have it ask you at the time it expands a snippet, while well, say what what the two name is, and then it will generate a form letter using that two name. So it can be different every time. Um, and the way we are, the way we work is changing rapidly. Make work happen wherever you are by saying more in less time and with less effort using Text Expander. 
Show listeners get 20% off their first year. Visit texexpander.com slash podcast to learn more about TexExpander. So, um, I, I had some, I, I, after the text expander post, I thought we could talk about Mac stuff a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. You guys down I, for I, that? I'm totally down for that. I had the most ridiculously weird bug trying to update my Mac to um, 12.1. Like, but I did solve it, but it was, it was weird. Did anybody else have a problem updating to 12.1? Um, no, no, that update went smoothly on my MacBook Pro. I still haven't updated my mini to 12 at all. Right, right. So for me, did we lose Victor? No, no, no. Up here. I, I just, I don't do updates no more. <laughs> gotcha. Well, so I, my like Mac came with 12 on it. So I, I, I couldn't, you know, do anything about it. And I had like actually some issues. So I needed to update. Like I had a crashing bug, like an HTTP3 crashing bug in mail.app. So like in mail app, it would literally, we would run for like five minutes and then it would hard crash. And that is sort of untenable to use. Sure. So I need to, it, and that actually was fixed in the update. But um, I got this thing where like the um, uh, this the Xcode tools, CLI tools, there was an update for that. Yep. But there was no update for 12.1, no matter what I did. And, um, and I tweeted about it and some other people had the issue too. And their like solution was to go into recovery mode and do that and then i'm like i'm not i'm not going into recovery mode i know that it'll leave my stuff away but i'm not doing a reinstall essentially just to get a freaking you know system update like i'm not doing that so um someone actually uh first in my first i saw it on twitter but then um i uh, because for whatever reason my tweet became a mac um uh, a nine to five mac story which <laughs> is funny uh although it was very it was very cute they called me microsoft journalist and senior cloud developer advocate i'm like i'm not a microsoft journalist i'm 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 a i'm a cloud developer advocate i'm not a not a journalist at microsoft promise close enough um close enough uh because you know but like that that like left them like to write a whole post about it and somebody in the comments was like oh no you have to you have to um stop this process of this update brain process and then if you stop if you force quit that process and then like you know had the system update thing up then 12.1 would appear then you would try to start it but it wouldn't have any network connection you'd stop it you'd restart the the download then it would download (laughs) Then I was able to finally get it to update. So it took for, for forever, but I, I did get get my update. So I'm happy with that. But what uh, what Mac stuff do you want to talk about, Brett? Well, so I got this random tip this morning. Uh, someone was using Bunch and they were also using Bartender, the menu That's bar management tool. Yes, amazing app, uh, which in the current version, in version four of Bartender, you can have... Uh, menu items hide, and then when they need to become visible, you can have them do so with a shortcut key. Um, so that he was hiding the bunch menu item and then using the bunch shortcut key to open bunch, uh, cause you can do bunch all with keyboard, but it was revealing itself like on the wrong display. And, uh, it wasn't a bunch issue it was a bartender issue and the workaround is to disable the global shortcut and bunch or whatever whatever app you you're trying to do this with and then in bartender preferences go to hotkeys mm-hmm. add add a hotkey for the menu item set it to left click 
and then just use that because then it makes the menu item visible in the main menu bar before it clicks it. And it's a perfect workaround. I use it with a couple of other apps, including Text Expander. And uh, it, it's it's just a good tip to know, I guess. Yeah, I've been using that for um, like I have like control center set up for like like a, a command space, and uh, oh, which I didn't uh, even think about doing or, that. or a command dot rather. Yeah, and and like that's awesome because then like I just have to hit like command dot and like it pulls up control center, yeah. which is really useful. And if only um, it were a keyboard navigable. Um. Yeah, it, I wish the control center was, but everything else in uh, the way you can set a bartender to do that is, yes. which is really useful. I also have a hotkey. I have mine as like a control B will like show like the bar underneath um, a menu bar, like your your main thing, because, you know, at this point, especially with the notch, like you definitely want to have Just space. straight control B. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a system-wide Emacs shortcut that I got in big trouble for, like I kept, in in NV Ultra, we were trying to come up, we were running out of keyboard shortcuts. Exactly. And we wanted one in, in NV Alt, you can use Command J and Command K to navigate up and down in the notes list, even when the editor is focused. Um, we're, we're like, your up and down arrow would just move around inside the note. So Command J, K, but those both already had other functions. So we were trying to... Uh, come up with an alternative and we we use control J and control K, but control K is a, it's how you kill to end of line. And so we accidentally overrode that. And then I was like, well, okay, even I use control K all the time. Uh, so we changed it to control N and control P, which is next in previous, uh, the equivalent of up and down thinking no one actually uses control N and control P to navigate while they're editing immediately heard from people who use control N and control P. So I currently don't know what shortcut that's going to end up being. It should be something simple, but it, overriding control B, if you never use it anywhere else, that's fine for you, but I would never fly as a shortcut for a, for an application. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say I um I don't use Emacs, so I don't give a shit. But this yeah, is but the... like so, Control A and Control E. I have a bumper sticker that says that <laughs> that, that you don't ahead, use Brent. Emacs. Right. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Um, like Control A and Control E, every Mac user should know. Like that's beginning of line and end of line, uh, and it's better than Command Left Arrow and Command Right Arrow for a couple of reasons. Uh, because if a line wraps to multiple lines, but it's technically one line, control E will go to the actual end of line and not just the end of line on the screen. And, uh, and they're both accessible with just your left hand and it's, it's, you should use those. I don't care if you like Emacs or not. I hate Emacs myself, but those, those shortcuts are, and control K to kill to end of line. It's good stuff. I could evangelize for, for keyboard shortcuts. And then we could start talking about my key bindings and it could go, this could really go off the rails at this point. I was going to say we have, well, I mean, we, we should just have a key bindings episode at some point. Cause I, I would, I actually wouldn't even be mad about that. Ooh, text expander. If they wanted to sponsor or a keyboard master too, like if, if we wanted to get like a whole bunch of people together, we genuinely could have just like a special episode just about keyboard shortcuts and key bindings. That, that would be really fun to put together uh, all the sponsors. Yeah, all all the keyboard. We get. I, I know. I know. Carabiner is a freeware tool. 
but we could give them a free sponsorship. We could. Spot we could too. give them. We could give them a free spot. Absolutely. I'm actually. I'm not even. I mean, I'm, I'm shit posting, but I'm not. Like, this is actually not a bad idea. Um, the other Mac tip I was going to offer is for anyone using iThoughts, which is available on Setup, uh, and also on iOS. But um, there's a presentation mode. You can take a big mind map and turn it into slides and the slides can animate so you can present your map and it can like expand and contract like child nodes and focus and hide other nodes and you can create like a step through of a map and it makes a really cool uh alternative to uh like a powerpoint deck and you can add callouts and notes and it's it's super cool and if you are an iThoughts user and you've never explored presentation mode i would highly recommend checking it out it ma- it makes great work presentations cuz everyone's sick of powerpoint like right i mean for okay for like victor just did a powerpoint presentation and used what's it called victor the suggest style uh-huh okay. Yeah, I got to say, that's it's pretty damn good. Too. It is actually. I was going to say, that's actually, I really like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It, and it looked great. Of course, I refused to load up PowerPoint on my Mac Mini. So I viewed it in Keynote, and Keynote screwed up a, a bit of the formatting. So <laughs> Of course it did. Like, I, I looked at it, I went to the preview version, and I saw what Victor intended it to be, and it looked great. But if you just need to present, like, the equivalent of a bullet list, but you want to make it look great. A mind map presentation is, is fantastic. Yeah, totally. But if people are not opposed, and I have to say like, cause I, I, I prefer keynote, but I use PowerPoint a lot now for understandable reasons. And if you're one of those people, A, it has some really good features. Like for instance, it has auto captioning. So if you're presenting, it will auto like use like AI to automatically add captions as you're speaking. So if you're like doing something- is- like speech exactly. to text. Exactly. Wow. Which is actually really great if you're presenting on like a, a Zoom meeting or a Teams meeting or something and you want to have captions and accessibility, you can do that. It's really good. Or if you are doing a presentation to an audience that, you know, English is maybe not their first language um, and, uh, and and they help, it helps to, to read things. Um, so it has things like that, but also the, the design ideas, I think it's called, like that feature like is actually really good. Um, what exactly does that do? It basically so, just has. Sorry, you 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 talk about it, Victor. Well, yeah, well, like because I was honestly surprised, and I was like, this is one of those things that Keynote should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's ridiculous that Apple didn't do that. I mean, it it's anyway. Um, and and so I, you know, you've got your normal thing where you've got like title, and then you've got bu- bullet points on one side, and you've got your your photograph here, right? It took that and it gave about eight or nine different remixes of that. Some where the image was the background and it put the bullets in the foreground and then, you know, but very like really interesting variations. Now, my presentation in Toto was disjointed because I didn't stick with one stylistic theme that was on purpose. Anyway, uh, it was a stylistic choice, man. Um, but I, I was just super impressed by how well it was able to take the different graphic assets within certain parameters. Like I also threw some curveballs at it and it was like, I, OK, whatever. But um Overall, it's it was really cool. Yeah, and and you can even start with like a blank slide because I'm actually doing this right now as we're talking, and it'll it'll literally like you can just it'll continue to just kind of like create you know design ideas, and you can either customize it or use it. And some of them are really good. Some of them are 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 better than others. 
But um, and if you have a whole bunch of different types, you know, it'll help you kind of create things even in the same theme if you wanted to do that. So it's it's actually like kind of hot. I'm not going to lie. Like it's it's a good way because for me, one of the if you have like uh, the, the, a set template that you're always using for your presentations, that's one thing. Um, and I've had to both create those and use those. And that can be frustrating. But sometimes if you're just trying to start a presentation, like for me, one of the hardest things to do is like, OK, well, what theme do I want? And, you know, there are only so many that you can do. And this is a good way of having a, an easy way to kind of at least either come up with ideas or just use something if you're really in a, you know, a hurry, you know, that is like many of them are not terrible looking. You're like, OK, now I don't have to bother through that entire theming process. Thanks, AI. You, did I ever tell you guys about text buddy? Uh, I don't think so. This is another, we should definitely have text buddy sponsor our keyboard key bindings episode, but. Oh, is this the one where you, where you can select stuff and yeah, it, it works yeah. like a system service kind of, but it has all these built-in transformations. So like, yeah. like if I have a, a comment in code and I want to wrap it to multiple lines, I can just select it, hit my shortcut type wrap and then hit return and it will wrap it respecting like comment markers, your hash signs and your double slashes and stuff. And it has like, I think at least a hundred different transformations and you can write your own using JavaScript. And nice. it's, what's he charging for it? Uh, it's Tyler, it's Tyler Hall. Oh, um, I love Tyler Hall. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Let's see, purchase text buddy for, it's, you, you you can choose whether you pay $5 for the thanks so much license, $10 for the year two kind license, or $20 for the holy moly license. One-time purchase, anywhere from five to 20 bucks. It's it's awesome. It's a really good app. That's awesome. Okay, I'm buying this now because I'm, I'm a huge, huge Tyler fan. Yeah, so. he, he would have given it to me for free, but I am a huge fan of Tyler and I was amazed at what this could do, so I paid I don't remember which level I chose, but I'm sure it was the year two kind or higher. Mm -hmm. What did I, I just paid for software I really liked and immediately was refunded. What was that? Um, I don't remember now. It was, it was software I was happy to pay for because I use it all the time. And I know the developer and the developer just like sent my money back to me. <laughs> Your money's no good here. That's so funny. I get emails sometimes from people when I buy like things and they know me and they're like, thank you so much. And I'm like, yeah, happy to. They're like, that means a lot. Like, and I'm like, I, I'm when, like, happy when to, people do to that, do I usually offer to write them a quote, uh, you know, like, hey, I love your Oh, app. that's a really good point. And that's a really, really good a, point. If you need a quote for your homepage, just let me know. That's that's something uh, that me with my huge 13,000 Twitter followers I can offer, you know, I can be like some guy with, with 13,000 Twitter followers said something nice about your product. That's what I can offer the world. That's what I have. That's okay. Actually, I really like that. Cause I, I can, that's actually real currency for a lot of people. I'm okay. Cool. It's more so for you. What do you have a million followers now? Like a hundred thousand. Um, you know, but give or take, but like, you know, but, but like, but you have like quality followers, right? So, you know, uh, like if you, if I was going for like a dedicated kind of thing, like, so don't, don't, don't sell yourself short there, but, um, those bot okay. detectors say I have like 90% real followers. Yeah. Mine too, which, which actually is impressive, that's but awesome. still, uh, no, but, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's awesome. Okay. I'm, I'm buying, um, a text buddy right now. 
I, uh, I'll, I'll send you a link. I have a couple, I have a small repository of my own. It, actually, they won't be of much use to you. I, I wrote a couple to help me with some Objective-C formatting, <laughs> which nobody uses Objective-C anymore. I was going to say, I was like, I, I I don't actually, but thank you. Like, this is, this is, uh, this is funny. I'm not entirely alone, but the world really has gone swift for sure. I mean, honestly, well, look, it's been what, seven years, like, you know, um, eight years, you know, so makes sense. That's how slow I am. No, if I if I make another Mac app from the ground up, I will do it in Swift. No, I mean that that's the thing. Look, there's still reasons to use Objective C, and and I would in no way like try to pretend otherwise because definitely like. Uh, what the, the question is: Is there a good reason not to use Objective C? And at this point, there to me is not a compelling reason not to use Objective C. That's fair. I mean, I think the the reason to use Swift would be if you were using like 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 you know Swift UI if you were doing some of the other stuff yeah. that you isn't there, right? So it it depends on what you're trying to do. It does. Anyway, God, we're we're well over for a midweek episode that we were going to make like a forty five minute episode so that we could get ahead by a week. Right. We really, we really, uh, we met our stretch goal on this one. We did meet <laughs> our stretch goal. I'm proud of us. Thanks for being here, Victor. Oh, happy to. We didn't let Victor talk very much, considering know, how long I'm this episode sorry. was. No, 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 no. I, I see. Here's the thing. I'm pre-editing for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I actually have a whole day to edit this episode. So maybe, maybe, maybe I'll make it really refined. Maybe I'll, this pause right here. <laughs> I'll edit that out. Okay, cut it down to 45. Anyway, I was say, cut it down to 45. Or what you could do is you could just edit and just make it like all of Victor's comments and then there just like cut, out, cut out us. Like that would be good. Uh, you guys, get some sleep. Get some sleep, Brett. Get some sleep, Victor. Say it, Victor. Get some sleep, both of you. <laughs> <laughs> the system is going down low.